Praise Yahweh. Praise God. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. How excellent is your name mm -hmm. in all the earth. Praise you. Yahweh, 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 El Shaddai, who was and is and is to come. We come to you believing that you are and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. Help us, Lord, to diligently seek you, to be all that you have called us to be. Mm. That you've made us worthy, you've made us capable, you've made us able mm -hmm. to live the life that you've called us to live so that others would see our good works and glorify you. Help us, Father. We've fallen short. Mm. We need forgiveness, but we have all the things, all the gifts, all the, all the potential to do that which you've called us to do. And so we die. We present our bodies as living sacrifices. And we ask that you help us to perform what is our reasonable, our acceptable service. Mm. We ask it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Christ. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have been in Malachi, and uh, on the, I think, I guess this will be our fourth <laughs> third. Sunday. Is third. 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 Mm -hmm. This is the third? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And on our third um, installment in our, in our talk on Malachi, um, you know, we've been we've been talking over the past few Sundays about <clears throat> getting victory over sin in our inner life, moving forward, progressing, do digging up the things that are buried down in there, mm -hmm. that are in our hearts, our subconsciouses, things that other people have done to us. And things that we, the decisions that we've made ourselves, the sins that we've committed ourselves, digging it up, dealing with it, and uh, going to the Lord about it. Um, I want to continue on that same vein because the goal is Christ-likeness in our inner life. It doesn't matter what you, you know, what you look like or whether, you know, what your station is in life. It doesn't matter. The goal of God for every single human being is the same. Mm. God wants us to be like Yeshua, mm -hmm. to think, speak, and behave like him. And if we all strive for that, then all everything, every other problem that we have will be solved. And so that's what God's goal is for us. So today I want to deal with um, giving God our best. Getting victory over the issues in our inner life by giving God our best. I want to begin in... Chapter 1, verses 10 through 13 or 14. He says, who is there among you who would shut the doors? God says, I'm tired of this halfway stuff. I'm sick of it, all this halfway stuff. Who is there among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, says the Lord, nor will I accept an offering from your hand. For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, uh, incense will be offered to my name in a pure offering. For my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. But you profane it 
and that you say, the table of the Lord is defiled, and its fruit, mm -hmm. that its food, it's, it is contemptible. You also say, what a weariness it is, and you snort at it, says the Lord of hosts. You bring in what is stolen, the lame, the sick. Thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord? But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and vows and yet sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is to be feared among the nations. Are we giving God our very best? Mm. Are we giving God our best? And we look at and we look at Christian we look at Christianity today and and you know Christendom, so to speak. If we look at that today, mm -hmm. we'll see that much of what we produce is not the best. Honestly, much of our music, you know, the modern music now, is just regurgitated music from the world. Uh, most of our movies are not, uh, they're not the, uh, the highest of quality of what they can be. We individually, when we look at our own lives, we can be honest with ourselves and say, we're not giving God the best of our time, the best of our strength, the best of our wealth, the best of our health, the best, the prime, the best of it. You know, folks want to wait until they retire to be, you know, 50 and 70 years old, you know, before they start serving God full time and say, oh, well, now I have the money to do it. The sick, the lame, the blind, you know, not that it's too late to do those things, but that's not the best. That's not the best. You know, we want to give God the leftovers. You know, we get a check, blow it on everything else, and then we want to give to God. No, we give God the best the best of our money, the best of our time. And the Bible says when we don't give God our very best, we're cursed. Because it's a cheat. He says you're being a deceiver. You are deceiving. You're trying, you're trying to act like a deceiver. You're, you're trying to pretend to be something that you're not. And that's what the Bible mm. says with Ananias, and, uh, with Ananias and Sapphira. The reason why God killed them in Acts in chapter 5 the reason why God killed them was because they were trying to pretend to be something that they were not. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5, 1, Now a man named, and you don't have to turn there, just write it down. Now a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge, and brought a part of it and placed it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to deceive the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds of the land. While it remained unsold, was it not your own? And when it was sold, was it not under your authority? Why have you conceived this deed in your heart? You did not lie to men, but to God. See, when you and I try to trick and pretend to be something that we're not, we're trying to do something that we're not, to try to be spiritual when we're not, when we're trying to act like we're giving God our all when we're not, the only thing that we're doing is we're lying to God. You're not lying to men. We're lying to God. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we're only, lying, we're only deceiving ourselves because God knows what we're doing. God is fully aware. And he says we're cursed because we're not giving him our very best. And even, and like I said, and even to the point where, um, where God will ultimately destroy us for doing that. And Paul tells us in uh, Corinthians that we should present our bodies a living sacrifice, exactly. holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. So he, our best is what God expects. 
And it's only a reasonable service. That's right. And you put the nail in it. I was going to go there, but since you brought the verse up, <laughs> Romans 12, 1 and 2. That's Romans 12, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. That holiness is the acceptable offering. Mm. That is. That is. Holiness and purity in our inner life mm. is the acceptable offering to God. And when we're pretending to be holy in public, <laughs> we're doing Ananias as well because we're not offering ourselves as living sacrifices mm. holy mm. and acceptable. Holy and acceptable. If it's not holy, it's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. This is why when folks try to say, oh, well, I can, we can incorporate just a little bit of this worldly thing into this music or a little bit of worldly thing into this movie. And, oh, we can, we can just imitate the world here and there and do, do this and that. What happened? It's not acceptable to God because it's not holy. And who is holy? Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the standard of holiness. That is our standard. And we have gone so far away from God in the church because that is not our standard. We go so far away from God in our private life, in our thought life, in our desires, in our plans. We go so far away from God because we are not giving God our best, which is holiness and purity. He says, he continues in, in, in Malachi 3 and 6. He says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have gone away, away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me. Return, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And you're saying, well, my God, well, we, we've gone far away. How do I come back? How shall we return? Will a man rob God? He says, yet you have robbed me. But you say, well, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, the whole nation, for you are robbing me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing that you will not, there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, pastors and preachers love to quote the scripture because it brings in money. People love to quote that verse. But what people fail to realize is that when he's talking about tithes and offerings, he's not talking about money. Oops, you messed up. The tithe is not money. It's produce. Okay, and the tithe is, is the, and first of all, the tithe is intended for you and I to learn how to fear God. Deuteronomy 14 makes that point clear. Deuteronomy 14, verse 22. He says in verse 22, you must be certain to tithe all the pro produce. So what am I supposed to tithe? Produce of your seed so that the field produces year by year. You must eat before the Lord your God in the place which he shall choose to place his name and the tithe of your grain, of your wine, of your oil, of the firstborn of your herds, of your flocks, so that you may learn, so that you may learn what? To always fear the Lord your God. So what is the tithe for? Learning how to fear God. And when you and I fear God, we're going to give God our best. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have a command over you telling you to give to God because you're already going to give because you want to give God your best. And it, uh, uh, when you also, when you look at Romans the 12 and 1, the, 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 which is your reasonable sacrifice, That's right. that, it says logical worship. That's right. That it is, you are actually worshiping God 
when you give. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't, I don't have a flop that I can give. I, 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 in fact, when, when uh, my husband does the checking account, I say he's watching over the flock. That's because mm -hmm. we don't have a sheep and lambs and rams and mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't have, we don't have barley or grain. You know, we, we worked, uh, we work, worked on a job. We work on a job and we, we, the, the paycheck then is our produce. But you can't, you can't expect to give money and think giving that money is going to make you acceptable to God. It's not, it doesn't, if you're not giving yourself, if you're sacrifice, if you are the sacrifice, I am the sacrifice. You know, I am the sacrifice. And anything I give means nothing if I don't give myself first. first. If I don't first give myself, nothing else matters. The real tithe, the real, the real offering is 100% of me. I give me mm -hmm. all 100%. You have me, God, 100%. And then the money, then if I put the money in, then if I, you know, that because that's what I have to give, if I put the money in, then that's done. And and it's for it's for me also because when they brought in an offering, they ate too. They yeah, ate right. they brought it in and they they in the in the in the fellowship, in the temple area, in the tabernacle area or whatever the area where they brought the sacrifice, they also participated. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and eating the <laughs> sacrifice. So when he says there's meat for my table, you're it's it's reasonable and logical for you to give because hey, there is you're that's where you're eating too. You're gonna you're sitting at that table too. You're eating too. It's not just uh, we have now we have uh, people who you know they they serve these people and they give. They're actually giving to people, or, or you know, you got to give. You're giving as unto the Lord, and you're taking care of the first things. What widows, orphans, strangers. You're doing. You're doing the work of God with that offering. Mm -hmm. You're not just giving an offering to you know for somebody to have a private jet or whatever. You're right. giving. <laughs> you're supposed to be giving mm -hmm. an offering. To do the work of to do the work of the assembly of God, which is to take care of take care of the people, take care of the people, take care of the people, especially if people can't take care of themselves. You know, the whole thing is God is looking at the heart. Yes. So our offerings need to flow from our obedience and love and fear of Yahweh. If it's it doesn't matter what it is, if we're what we're offering up. Our talents, gifts, mm -hmm. if it's not flowing from the heart, then it's, it's not effective <laughs> to, to Yahweh yeah, because, he, because he, he wants all of us. You know, he wants, mm -hmm. we have to give everything. Mm -hmm. The whole, the cost of priesthood, price of priesthood is everything. 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 And that's what he told Ananias and Sapphira. He, he told, he, he said, you didn't have to give it. That's right. He said, you didn't, you didn't have to. And, and there are people like that who want to 
impress other people. To get honor. But, yeah, to get to honor. honor. And he said, you didn't have to give that. You you didn't have to give it. You sold that land. You didn't have to give right. any of it. That's right. Because if your heart, if, <laughs> if it, it wasn't in your heart to give, then, you know, but you wanted to take credit for giving everything. You wanted to say, I gave everything. Right. Pretension. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He says, there's, mm -hmm. there, so that's, but that's our standard is, our standard is higher than that. Mm -hmm. We have a higher standard mm -hmm. to God. And that that's is, right. and, and that is the standard of holiness and purity. Mm -hmm. And God will not accept any offering from our hands that nope. does not flow from a heart of holiness. Heart of holiness. And the Bible says that in Psalm 50, if you want to just write that down, 50, 16 through 23, he says, but to the wicked, God says, what right have you to declare my statutes or to take my covenant in your mouth? And this is the majority of, of <laughs> I'm talking majority of the church today and majority of folks who claim, who claim to be Christians today. We live wicked lives and then want to go to church and go to Bible study. Right. We're having sex with our boyfriends and girlfriends, but then we want to go to church and right. sing in the choir. You know, we're out not giving. We're cheating on our taxes. We're, you know, cheating the clock at work. We're, you know, not doing our best, uh, you know, not raising our children and doing what we're supposed to be doing, not loving our husbands, not loving our wives, mm -hmm. you know, not taking care of our obligations. Yeah. And then we go to church and be deacons and this kind of thing like that. Uh, listen to carnal music and do whatever, you know, do whatever. The Lord says, what right have you to declare my statutes or take my covenant in your mouth? You hate instruction. So who, do, who, do, who does God not receive offering from? Who, who does God not receive any offering from? He says, you, you hate instruction. Okay, you, you hate instruction, you cast my words behind you. Somebody's coming to you and telling you that you need to repent of your sin, stop doing evil and wrong, and what do you do? You despise that person. You throw their words out. You say there, there's something wrong with them and point out their faults and their wrongs. When you see a thief, you are pleased and have a share in those who commit adultery. So you're, you're, you're hanging around people who are encouraging cheating and dishonesty, you know, and those who are uh, fornicating and committing, because uh, sex is the act of marriage. And so when you have hookup, when you're out there, when we're out there hooking up, <laughs> all we're doing is, is committing adultery. Mm -hmm. Okay? You let loose. You let loose your mouth to evil. Oh, my God. God doesn't accept offering from people who don't know how to talk to people in a holy and godly and kind way. No, he does not. He does not accept that offering. He says, and your tongue is bound to deceit. People who are double-minded, they say one thing, and then in their hearts is something different. You know, they'll say everything is okay. You go to that brother and say, hey, well, you know, such and such, if I offended you, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't have nothing. Ain't nothing wrong. But then they're behind your back talking about you and spreading lies and, 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 and venom, gossiping. You let you let you let loose your tongue. Your tongue is bound to deceit people who are just deceitful. You they, you can't get a straight answer out of them. They're not honest about things. They're not one hundred, as they say. You sit and speak against your brother. Mm. My God. <laughs> you sit and speak against your brother, gossiping, backbiting, tailbearing, going around campaigning against people, telling, trying to. Uh, erode people's confidence in folks. You know, you're going around, you're spreading rumors and dis and just all around division, speaking against your brother. God will not accept your offering. You 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 accuse your own mother's son. 
your brother. These things have you done, and I kept silent. And you thought I was indeed like you, but I will rebuke you and make a case against you. And he said, now consider this, because ultimately all of this is you forgetting God. That's what he says in verse 22. Now consider this, you who forget God. You're not giving your God your best, lest I tear you in pieces and there be none to deliver. Whoever sacrifices a thank offering glorifies me and makes a way. I will show him the salvation of God. So just because a person goes to church and engages in Christian activity does not mean that God is pleased with you. God wants our very best, the best of our thoughts, the best of our, our, our motives, the best mm. of our actions. And um, there, are only, there are only two people. Let me, I, I want to let me just go back to, do, real quick, just Deuteronomy 14. Mm. The Bible says, uh, if the distance is too long for you, so that you're able to carry the tithe, you take the tithe and exchange it from money. You buy the tithe, you take the tithe, and you exchange it for money. So that was what how they use money in Deuteronomy 14. I just wanted to wrap that up real quick. Mm -hmm. But there are only two types of people in the world. Only two. Those who give God their best and those who don't. Those who give God their best and those who don't. You see that, and you see the consequences of both. In Genesis in chapter 3, Genesis in chapter 4, excuse me, the story of Cain and Abel. And people, when you don't read the Bible slowly, you miss this the point that God is trying to make in Genesis chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. You don't study. You, you don't read it slowly and carefully and study. You kind of miss the point of what he's trying to say here. He says in verse 2, Then she gave birth again to his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the flocks, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. Now, in the course of time, Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground. An offering. Abel also brought, he, so both were bringing something. Mm -hmm. Cain brought an offering. Hmm, here you go, Lord. Here's some fruit. Here you the go. first fruit. Okay. Uh, my, requirement satisfied. I brought a sacrifice. I brought an offering. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. Now, folks always get confused and say, well, see, this is why we need to, this is a foreshadowing of the Mosaic Law. Listen, Moses didn't come until thousands of years later after this. That is not what this is about. Th this is not about the Law of Moses. What this is about is the heart. He says, and the mm -hmm. Lord had respect for Abel, and for his offering. But for Cain and for his offering, he did not have respect. You see, God has respect for the man. Then he has respect for his offering. That's right. He has respect, exactly. He has respect for the man. And then he respects his offering. And you, and you say, well, that's just one witness. You, you're making it up. It's just one. You need you need another witness. Job, the Bible says, I believe it. I, hey, I'll give you another witness. The Bible says it in Job, Job chapter 42, uh, one, uh, uh, Job 42, 8. He says, and now take, well, this is after El, uh, Eliphaz and all those guys had practically condemned Job as a sinner for doing wrong. He says, and now take for yourselves, and the Lord is rebuking them for what they did. 
He says, and now take for yourselves seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job will pray for you. For him, I will accept. Mm -hmm. Lest I deal with you according to your folly and that which you have spoken of me, the thing which is uh, right like my servant Job. You have not spoken of me the thing which is right like my servant Job. So God had respect unto Job, then he had respect for his prayer. Mm -hmm. And so this is why our hearts have to be right with God. Mm -hmm. We have to have a 100% uh, mindset toward giving to God. And we, we have been you know, indoctrinated thinking that, well, 10% is good enough. Okay, that is a starting point to teach you and me to fear God with our money, right. to stop loving money, to stop loving material things, to open up your hand just a little bit, just 10% of the way, until you learn how to stop loving so much to where you can open up 100% of the way and then let God take whatever he wants to take from you and me. You see, it's a starting point. My whole body. Our whole living body. Sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Mm. Well, if I give up tea, if I can give up, Lord, I'll just, I, I can give up the money. Then what else can you give up? You can give up the porn. You can give up right. the drinking. You can give up the smoking. You can give up the lying, the deceitfulness. You can give up all the sins mm. that he was talking about in Psalm 51. The anger and, and blaming your wife for your problems. You know, your insecurity, <laughs> all your issues. You know what I mean? You can, you can give up all that. Mm-hmm. And, and start and give yourself um, entirely to God. But you and I are called, we are called to a higher standard. God did not call us. All right, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's go to, we're called to be living sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And when you don't give God your best, this is what always ends up happening. You become insecure. See, all insecurity is caused from two things. Like most things in life. There's only two. Mostly it's only two things. Insecurity is caused either by what somebody has done to you. Either you've been orphaned, abandoned, neglected, abused, molested, whatever one, whatever type of evil thing somebody has done to you. Or it's because you're not giving God your best. Just like with anything in life. And, and you know and the sign that you haven't given God your best is because you want somebody to approve of you no matter what you do. Good or bad. That's the sign. You want that is the sign. That is the sign of an insecure person. Yes, no matter what you do, whether good or bad, you always want somebody to approve of you. If you're doing good, you got you got to announce it publicly. You got to trumpet it, herald it. Everybody's got to know what you did. If you did bad, then people need to say, "Oh, well, you know, baby, it's okay. You get you gave your best. Don't tell anybody. Let's just keep this a secret. You know, we didn't. Well, it wasn't that bad what I did. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that bad what I did." Making light of it, right? No, that's right. Making light of it. You know, you'll make light of it. That is the hallmark of an insecure person is you want praise no matter what. But that is not <laughs> but we can't live like that. That is not that is not the Lord will not accept that <laughs> as an offering. And when you're insecure like that, what also ends up happening? You end up uh, comparing yourself to your brother and your mm -hmm. sister. Exactly. That's what you do. That's what we do. We always end up comparing. We say, well, you know, uh, th uh, this person has this, but I have this. You know, they're here, 
they got this such and such degree. Oh, well, I don't, you know, and I don't have that and I don't need that, you know, or I have a degree and some so-and-so doesn't have a degree. Mm -hmm. And you say, look at them, they're so stupid. And, you know, they're ignorant. Look at that, I'm better. You know, I'm better than them and da-da-da. Yeah. Or look at my possessions. Look at the car, look at the house I drive. Mm -hmm. You know, always bragging and boasting and, you know, puffing yourself up, living in the past, what you did in the 10th grade and on the football field. You know, whatever, whatever it is. We can be proud over anything, but that is the hallmark of insecurity. Pride is the hallmark of insecurity. You got to have somebody praising you no matter what you do, whether it's good or bad. And and that is that is not God will not accept that. God says, you look at Galatians in chapter six, verses one through six. He says, Brother, if a man is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, watching yourselves, lest, uh, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. He says, For if someone thinks of him, himself to be something, when he is nothing, mm -hmm. he deceives himself. But now this is how you get victory over insecurity and not giving God your best. But let each one examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. You won't need anybody's praise and affirmation when you're giving God your best. When you Amen. offer God the best, you don't need anybody Amen. to affirm you. You don't. Because you can look at your work and say, look at what God has done through Amen. me. But even if that person, I go back to myself and just the things that I do, you know, like when I cook, I feel like I'm giving God my best. I know I, I'm giving God my That's best. That's right. Even mm -hmm. if that person doesn't like the food or That's whatever, right. but That's I right. know... That's right. 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 I know I give. You know, some people might think that's nasty or whatever, but I think, like I said, I do it because it's the lowest point. That's right. That's why I rejoice in them. That's right. That's the Christ. That's why I do it. That's exactly right. That's why I model that's, that's why right. I do it. I don't care if it's skin flaking, dirt, <laughs> whatever. That's mine. That's, that's your offer. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. 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 And everybody's best mm. is not the same. No, no that's right. it's not. Everybody's best ain't the same. No, no, it's not. Your best. We know when we're giving God our best. And you know we, when you, and you know when you're not. <laughs> You exactly. know when you're giving God your best and you know when you're not. You can look at your work and say, I was just getting by here. I was just getting by here. And then there are certain things you can look at and say, hey, I gave everything. And what happens when you give everything? There's a refreshment that comes. There's a refreshment that comes. There's a fulfillment that comes. A joy, a gladness that comes when you know that you did what you that you, you gave your very best to God. And you can feel the peace of God. Like this last book project that, uh, praise God, I'm finished and hopefully be sharing with y'all soon. I know that I gave my best. Staying up till 4 o'clock in the morning, night after night, 1 and 2 o'clock editing, going through it, you know, in school, you know, in school, I have to admit, getting a doctorate, some of that, <laughs> I got by, <laughs> I got by, some of that stuff, I got by, but there are other things where I work my tail off, and over my life, I praise God and say, 
that by the grace of God, I do try to give my best. Now, there are, like I said, we know when we're not giving our best. And I know when I'm not giving my best because I want somebody to praise me. Because I need somebody. I need some, I need some stroking. I need my, right, I need my ego stroked a little bit. But see, I also know when I'm giving my best because I don't need that. I say, this can stand on its own. That's what the Lord Yeshua says in John 15. He says to produce fruit that will last. That is fruit that will stand by itself. When you give God your best, you will produce fruit that will stand on its own. There is no one that can undo it. It's permanent. When you give God your best, then everybody's best is not the same. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he says, Moreover, brothers, I want you to experience the grace of God how uh, bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty overflowed toward the riches of the generous giving. For I bear record that according to their means and beyond their means, they freely gave, begging us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints. This they did, not as we expected. First, they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us. You see, that's exactly, and, and that is exactly right. All of our, they, came, they gave out of their deep poverty. Some people gave out of their wealth. But the point of fact mm -hmm. is, is that if I'm giving God my best, a, a, re, an, a, a good sacrifice, then there's some pain involved. There's going to be some pain involved. Mm -hmm. If you're giving God your best, the best of your money, the best of your time, then there has got to be some pain involved. And if there's not any pain involved in it, you're not giving God your best. Mm -hmm. You see, with the tithe, anybody can give 10%. Anybody. Mm -hmm. Some folks give 10% and it does nothing. There's no pain in that. Their bank account is not hit by that. Other people, it is a sacrifice because that 10% really cuts into their uh, fund money or money that they were going to plan to buy this or that thing, whatever. 10% is a sacrifice for them. For other people, it's not. But that's what we're called to. We're not called to 10% or, or none of that. No, the Bible says we're called to, to, a, to, um, to liberal giving. He says, but I say uh, in verse 9, to sacrificial giving. He says, but I say this, to those who spare, uh, wait a minute, where am I, Lord? Help me. Okay, yeah, here we go. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Let every man give according to the purposes in his heart, not, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. There has got to be, there has got to be, we have got to make up in our mind that we have got to, we have got to make up in our mind that we are going to give God our best. And there, is, and there is a cost involved in that. And I'll close. My time has run out here, so I'll close with this. I'll close with this. In 2 Samuel, chapter 24, We're talking about giving God our best. We're not talking about, we're talking about opening up our hand and letting God 
take from us whatever. We're talking about getting victory over sin by giving God the best of our mm -hmm. hearts, the best of our lives, the best of everything that we have because it's all his anyway. And the only people who give their best are alone are the folks who have sense enough to realize it. And we are talking about getting victory over the insecurity that comes from not giving your best, mm -hmm. which is the cause of all the problems that we have now. So many unloving relationships, people who don't feel loved. You know, you sit up here in a fellowship full of people and don't even feel like your people love you. Mm. How do you do that? You folks sitting in marriages don't feel loved. Children running around don't feel loved. You know, mm. why? Insecurity. Getting victory over that. Why? So we can love each other. Because if you give your best to God, you're going to give your best to your brother. Right. In John chapter 1 and 2, John, uh, when he was talking about John the Baptist, when he was like, well, how do I know I've repented? How do I know I've stopped sin? How do I know I've, I've turned from my sin? Those who don't have two clothes, give, give one. Those who, uh, if you're making money, be content with what you have and on like that. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm uh, secure and loving, I'm going to give to my brother and to my sister generously. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be broken and I'm not going to be demanding and lording over people. You don't do that when you're broken and when you're giving God your best. So in, in, as I wrap up here, 2 Samuel 24, David says, I messed up. <laughs> I took a census of the people to see how many fighting men I have. Inspired by Satan, I listened to the devil and did it. I've messed up. God is destroying people. God is wiping people out and was on the verge of destroying Jerusalem altogether. And the Lord restrained himself just before that was about to happen. And David, terrified, is like, I, I don't even want to look up because David is terrified. He says in 24:17, on seeing the angel who was striking down the people, David said to the Lord, I am the one who has sinned and I'm the one who has done wrong. These sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and against the house of my father. Verse 18. Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and erect an altar to the Lord on the fleshing, threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. So David went up according to the word of Gad as the Lord had commanded. And Aruna, when Aruna looked and saw the king and his servants coming towards him, he went out and bowed low to the king with his face to the ground. And Aruna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David said, To purchase mm -hmm. the threshing floor from you in mm -hmm. order to build an altar to the Lord so that the plague may be averted from the people. Aruna said to David, let my lord the king take and offer up what seems good to him. Here, here are the oxen for the burnt offering and the threshing sledges and the yokes of oxen for what? Everything, O king, everything, O king, Aruna gives to the king. Aruna also said to the king, may the lord your God be favorable towards you. However, the king said to Aruna, no, for I will certainly purchase from you for a fair price. I will not offer up to the Lord burn offerings that cost me nothing. nothing. And you and I have a habit of doing that. We like to give God things that don't cost us anything. We like to go places where there's no threat. We like to do things and, and go for all the low-hanging fruit instead of going where the Lord sends us, which oftentimes is in inconvenient, dangerous, violent places where we can experience some pain and suffering that neighbor or that brother or sister who you can't stand who has a nasty attitude all the time who's still trying to get light on themselves the lord tells you to go and deal with that person and love on them and be around them and you don't want to be bothered with it because it because it would, it would require too much suffering and, and aggravation 
we want to offer up to God that which costs us nothing. But God will not accept that. And we're not going to turn there, but you'll see in 1 Kings that at that very place where David bought the altar, David bought that whole threshing floor, built an altar on it, that is the place where the temple of God was built. You see, the house of God is built on people who are willing to give God their best and sacrifice for it. That's how the church is built. It's not built on all these cheap and convenient uh, techniques and strategies and, and, and uh, business methods and stuff that people use now. The church is not built on that pomp and circumstance and, you know, and, 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 and honor and fame and people knowing your name. The church is not built by any of that. The church is built by the humble man. Isaiah 66 tells you that the humble man who is sacrificing himself day in, day out for God's people, giving God the best of his time, the best of his money. He's going hungry so his people can eat. He's sacrificing sleep so his people can sleep in, in holiness and purity. He's going to dangerous places and putting his life on the line as God leads him to so people can get saved. He's inconveniencing himself when the brother or sister is calling for help and God prompts him to go over there. That is who's building the church. And so for you and I to offer up a sacrifice to God that is acceptable to him, it must be our very best. And I'm stepping on my own toes because it makes me think, Lord, and everything, is this my best? When I'm in school, I'm like, Lord, you know, this book, I'm like, Lord, is it, is it done? Am I done? The first time I asked that, I didn't feel peace about it. I was like, something is wrong. I don't know what's wrong, but something is wrong. Something is, something is not right. And then I looked, I looked through it. I was like, let me just... Go through the whole text again and see if something is wrong. Table of contents were jacked up. I had to go back, take it offline, fix it, put it back online because we need to give God's people. But overcoming deficit, same thing. I had to go back, even after I published, I had to take it off, go back and redo it, and then issue you guys a new one because we cannot offer to God something that doesn't cause us something and that's not the best. But like I was doing Raina's nails one day. I knew it was my best, so I felt convicted. I had to, I just started all over again. Yeah. That's it. And just do it again. Just do it again. Now, you know when you you know That's when you right. cut the corner. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's Holiness, purity, giving God a bed. You and I'll say this. The place where you meet God is when you give God your best. And are fulfilled in doing it. Mm -hmm. Fulfillment is where you meet God. When you give God your best, you can feel his presence mm -hmm. right there with you. Mm -hmm. Cheering you on. Mm -hmm. Praising you. Mm -hmm. Glad. Go, with you. Go, son. Go, daughter. Mm -hmm. That's right. You see, you feel his peace. You feel his presence. Mm -hmm. And that's why he says, return to me. How do I return? How do I return? Give God the best. Stop giving God half of your life, half of your money, half or a third of your time. Give God all of your time. Give God all of your money. Put it all in his hand. You may have plans to do this with your money. God may say, no, take it and do this. And your hand is open enough for him to do that. Give him the best of your health. Eat right. Do right. Think right thoughts. Give the best of your, your reading, your books, the things you put in your heart. Give them the best of information, which is the scriptures, and things that support what the scriptures say. 
you know, give them the best, the mm. best of our mind. Whatever has access, the most access to the brain controls the brain. We want God to have the best of everything that we have so he can be glorified mm. and honored. Mm. Let's pray. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In the name of Yeshua, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We pray that you would give us the grace and give us sense enough mm. to give you our best. Yes, Lord. Help us, God. To cut out everything else. We want to even cut mm. out the good so we can make room for the best. Amen. Help us, Father. Mm -hmm. Give us a mind and show us what is best in every single situation. Mm. And then give us humble hearts to do it. Let us not struggle. Let us not argue with you. Let us not fight back. Help us to receive correction when it comes. Help mm -hmm. us to receive rebuke, Lord, when it comes so we can give you the best, knowing that you mm -hmm. sent that person just so we can be the best for you. Yes, God. Help us, Father Heaven, to love each other with our best and to do our best in everything, to do it as unto you in your name, mm -hmm. to be able to say, I did this in the name of Yeshua as his representative. Mm -hmm. Help us, Father, to be able to say that. We represent you in all that we do. In the name of Yeshua, Amen. we love you and praise you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Bless us and keep us. Yahweh, make your face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. Yahweh, lift up your countenance upon us and give us peace. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua Christ. Amen. Amen.